always tough to watch a Hawaiian prodigy get KO'd, but I'm looking at this in a 50-50 situation, probably headed to grappling next, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage, including on the mats, where Raph and I hang out. It's peaceful. (laughs) No no one's punching you most of the time. Mm -mm. (laughs) Frankly, Raph's got a huge head, but... I'm your host, Kevin Phillips. With me, of course, the well-sized head for television, Raph Esparza. How Raph, dare you? you you're worried Yair Rodriguez might suffer under a new presidential regime. Could you explain your joke, please? Of course, because there's nothing funnier than explaining jokes, kids. All right, here we go. Here's the joke. R.I.P. Yair Rodriguez. It was nice knowing you in the UFC before Trump deported you. Pretty good stuff. He's a notorious his Mexican fighter. He spoke in Spanish beforehand. I chuckled pretty hard when I saw Listen, that. Listen, dude. I'd say, hey. Yo, Rodriguez, after beating the living fuck out of BJ Penn, <laughs> spent nine minutes speaking in Spanish. Nine it's minutes. A long time. Yeah. John Anik, you can like- see that flush of nervousness <laughs> go across his face. He was like, he said he'd be real quick. It's like, they never mean that. They start talking. They don't know. Goddamn Mexicans go on forever. Everybody knows that. (laughs) I just met anyone talking in general to a microphone. No, 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 no. I know where you're going. Listen, check your white privilege at the door. There's no way that's a stereotype. Absolutely. You know, it's like, you know, this is how people think. They're just like, oh, these Mexicans, once you get them started, they're fucking Mexican jumping beans all over the place. Fuck up. They just get up there on the mic, talk for hours. Like, I want to thank my family. I'll go cousin by cousin. So, Kev, why are we repeating this joke? Because obviously there's a reason we're talking about this particular joke. Someone wrote, I guess, to start off the show. Someone wrote a comment underneath that I think is important. What's the comment, Kevin? It was, that's a stretch. Mm. (laughs) All right. Cool. I'm just going to take a quick second to remind people of the, the title of the podcast. Verbal Tap MMA yeah. Comedy Podcast. Jokes in themselves require two things, usually. Surprise or a form of shared experience. It's got to be somewhere in the two. So if you're like, if you took a most, most jokes, I would argue are a stretch. Uh, yeah, obviously Donald Trump's going to take one look at this guy and be like, it's a good one. Because <laughs> Dana White's his buddy. And that appears to be all you need in 2017. There's your collateral. Uh, but Listen, I you want to you wanna go ahead and uh, argue the point that Trump's hanging around a lot of Mexican people? Really? No, I do not. You really want to argue? I, no, I, no, no, no. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying the general public of, okay. you know, Trump being there and <laughs> being like. Stretch. Well, that's a stretch. All right, cool. But I really see Trump hanging out with a lot of people. Let's not forget. This is the same guy who also was like celebrating Cinco de Mayo the only way I know how with this Taco Bell giant fucking tostada. Love y'all. Great stuff. So anyway, when you put that's a stretch, and the person who put this is, um, I guess, quote-unquote a comedian and to themselves. Um, congratulations? I don't know what to tell you. I'm not, like This is a response that doesn't even need a response. It's just exactly. hilarious to look at when you're like, that's a stretch, and being like, dude, do you have audience members when you tell jokes? Like, raise their hand and go, whoa, buddy, that's going a little too far. Well, Rap, I want to challenge our audience to go 
five stars. If you haven't left a review, please. That's a stretch. Five stars. We'll know what you mean, and we love you because that would be would be funny. Because here's the thing. I know that Donald Trump, even himself, if he heard that joke, would go, listen, there's a little hint of truth in that. But you know what? I love Mexican people. Wait. Nah, I won't deport that guy. He's great. I love him. He's great. But seriously, I'll deport somebody. He fights with my uh, feminine named friend Dana. I like him. Oh, God. My feminine friend named Dana, yeah. Bad news for the prodigy. The prodigy, they... They pitched them, and you know, we were talking about Daniel Cormier was really enjoying watching BJ Penn get in the cage. He was painting a verbal picture that had a very Bob Ross vibe to it. It was like they were taking money back and forth. That was great. He and Anik did a good job. I I do I did enjoy the like I'm just sitting here enjoying a legend. He was so excited. Legend got knocked out hard. And they called yeah. those spinning kicks, they were, they called them tricky kicks. It was like, I don't know how tricky they were so much as just harder than BJ Penn is able to withstand. Well, they're fast. I mean, it, oh, it's, sure. it, it, we can call fast, it a spade. They're accurate, very fast. mean, spinning. Like most Mexicans are. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Hard it doesn't help kicks. that this dude was wearing a giant, like the biggest sombrero he could find in Arizona of all states. So anyway, listen. When I'm watching this fight, and they're building up this whole thing, because mind you, this is supposed to be the fight that is happening right after uh, the big NFL uh, series of playoff games. This is where Conor McGregor, a few years ago, it seems like forever ago, but this is where he jumped up on a cage and challenged Jose Aldo. Like The ratings for these tend to be good because usually Fox is supposed to say something like, go to this other station, but you know, Storms and all that other shit. So the Steelers play the Chiefs at a later time. So I don't know what the ratings are going to do tonight. But there's a reason why somebody like BJ Penn's status, even if he's not exactly to us, the normals who watch every week, somebody who you're like, oh, man, yeah, BJ Penn, oh, man, he's going to have such a competitive fight. What happened was he has that name recognition that most people would want to go see, even if they're layman's. But for those of us who care about BJ Penn, we were all kind of like, yeah, he probably shouldn't be fighting anymore. What a warrior. What a legend. What a legend. A legend. And it's not that he's not, but it's like I he found is. that the more people who said legend, the more times, the more I think they started to believe, like, he's got a chance. You know, guys, let's 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 talk it out here. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, the last couple BJ Penn fights did not look good. And they're like, oh, you know, if he had a better camp and a better time, and I'm like, Guys, I don't need to see it. He is a legend, but I don't mm-mm, I don't need to. And this was worse than I had imagined. But I will say he did make it around. Yes. He definitely did. Actually made it. He barely just <laughs> crawled to the finish line of those. I don't know about minutes. that, Kev. That's a stretch. That's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I was using a pretty extraneous metaphor there. Thanks for, thanks for keeping me in check. Here's here's what we know. Yair Rodriguez is damn good. He's damn good. I want to see that guy. This was a good fight for him. I don't know that BJ Penn had warranted perhaps someone of Yair's caliber. Last fight for BJ? 
Um, let's hope so. But you know, BJ also right he now he's put a compressor being like, I I got six more in me, bro. <laughs> Set to go. I well, I have bad news for myself, which is I have to get off this podcast for We're a gonna, second. We've got him straight now. Good. Oh, I'm glad the presser wrapped up. Raf, get the f- go fuck off, uh, ladies oh. and gentlemen. F- former multi multi weight title holder, now Yair Rodriguez uh, defeatee from Hawaii. Our favorite jujitsu MMAer, BJ Penn. BJ. You feeling all right after the kick? Oh my god! Ow! Ow! Yeah, no! no shit, I think. Hold ow. on, bro. It's very hard. My head. I don't know where I am right now. I'll but I can tell you three things. Okay. One. Okay. That fight should have been like let to go on like even longer, bro. Because like I was coming back into it. He punched me so many times. I like woke back up and was like, Nah, bro. I'm good. Let's go again. Um. Those. I would say, bro. Like. You know, I looked at Big John McCarthy and I was like, oh, my God, like, listen, GSP has hit me harder than that. It's fine. Like, I remember my name, I think, is Urge Penn. And, like, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I have perfect diction still and it's good. Like, I don't know where I am, but it's fine. (laughs) And I think number three is, you know, bro, like, I'm a legend. Like, never forget. Okay. I, Come on. I would, I would never forget that. And I want to be super clear. But let me ask you, how do you feel like ow, you bro, ow. So I'm, I'm sorry. How do, do you, you ever have like a thing where your brain hurts cuz like you got punched in it? But never mind, that wasn't a bad thing. I'm fine. I promise. I dropped acid 2 weeks ago. I get it. Your head's going to thump after <laughs> something traumatic. How do you feel like you stacked up against the this division's you know up and comer let me tell you something you know yeah rodriguez he's very fast he's a mexican you have to expect that from them <laughs> don't laugh that we're in trump's america now listen i know you I check your say, white privilege at the door and it's important for you to understand this i know that you have a mexican who does most of the heavy lifting on this show am i not right I, okay, you made a speed and a heavy lifting reference. Let's let's make our point here. here oh please. my head! Ow! It's so hard. I can't believe I'm making so many metaphors that are so apt, even with <laughs> being hit so hard. Um, oh, what was my original point again? How do you feel like you're stacking up? Oh, ow! I'm so old. But here's the yeah. thing: I'm still a legend. Never forget that. So yeah, I think I've got like nine more fights left in me. I think I'm going to make, you know, this is just a minor setback. I'm going to come back and I'm going to make a good run in the division, whatever division it is. Don't forget, I was like a two-time division champion in like different weight classes. So I think I'll go down to like the women's bantam weight. I think I'll try that one next. I, well, so it does oh, sound ow, ow. Sorry, it does sound like you're going to try and keep fighting. Bro, I'm, you know, Dana's might, he might try and put some blocks on me, but you know what? It's fine. I'll get around it. You know, I mean, the hard part is, is that it's like, I look at Dana and I go, Dana, come on, bro. Like, we've got a thing, bro. Let me do it. Let me bang, bro. You have banged, bro. And I just want to thank you for what's been a storied career. 
can't wait to see you take on some more grappling matches. BJ, do you have something you'd like to say to the Verbal Tab crew that was cheering for you tonight, by the way? Um, well, one, I saw your meme, which I guess was very funny. Uh, at least as someone explained to me, it said um, it was from The Simpsons, and it said, all right, kids, let's never speak of that BJ Penn fight again. And I agree with that. I have to say it's very accurate because I've already forgotten about it. I got punched in the head, and I, it's not there anymore. So as far as I'm concerned, I didn't lose that fight. That's great, champ. What fight? What fight? I never had a fight today. I don't remember. All I had was you as an interview. BJ Penn, thanks for swinging by the podcast this evening. Verbal Tap fan. What am I even doing here? All right, bro. Bye, bro. Surf time for the old and young at heart, BJ Penn. We're going to bring Raph back. Uh, but wow, BJ sounds, you know, mostly in good spirits after getting kicked in the head so hard he fell unconscious. Uh, well, I think that's rude. I don't think we need to say he fell unconscious. I think he got knocked unconscious. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I was just trying to put however we were doing it. I was just stating it gently. That was my yeah, opinion. I got you. Okay, so for those of you who are figuring out what's going on, I, um, I had to spend time with my family tonight. So I didn't get to watch everything in sequence. I know what happens. For example, we're going to talk about a really cool Ezekiel in just a second. But I want to let you guys know that in the background, I am going to watch the Joe Lazon marcin Held fight, which I already understand Joe Lazon is like, hey, man, I just want to say I didn't deserve to win this fight, which bold. And uh, apparently he was booed even for that. And, you know, if you've ever watched a Joe Lazon fight, which if you're listening to the show and you haven't, then stop listening and go watch one. It's always exciting. So I feel like I don't know what I'm about to see. Kevin has already prefaced me with what he believes, but I'm going to put that on in the background and I will chime in. But first, as I press play, let's go ahead and talk about it. Ezekiel, Kevin. Yeah. Okay. I need the people to understand how difficult an Ezekiel choke, which is designed for the jujitsu gi traditionally you take your right hand, you go over the back of someone's neck, you grab your left arm sleeve, you put your wrist in the neck, and you choke them all it's not, about. No, it's not, it's not the hokey pokey. I, the whole time, I'm like, no, Kev, it's not in a hokey pokey, dude. I was just trying to come up with a fun mnemonic way for people to remember Ugh. how to Ezekiel the fuck out of someone if they're 0 to 60 here, Rev. Mm. Anyway, grab that left wrist. Slide that other hand in the neck, and you are now like you've got your forearm behind their neck, and you've got your other wrist forearm in front, and you squeeze together. It's and let's let's put it this way: Kevin is describing it pretty well, but like Kevin has tried to attack me with this multiple times. He is tried to use this move multiple times. It is in Kevin's arsenal. He understands it. He's not bad at it. But it's a difficult move to pull off and have high amounts of success with. Is that not an accurate statement? Very accurate statement. Difficult in the gi when you have sleeves and a jacket on. Yes. More difficult, no gi, with MMA gloves on. Mm -hmm. Significantly more difficult. Really (laughs) fucking hard to do. From If you're on top of someone and you're mounted them, meaning your legs have control of their hips... Still very difficult to sure. sink in an Ezekiel no gi. This mofo did it 
from the bottom being mounted and punched. Right. Sneaks in a from the mount he is uh, from, so the, from mount underneath Ezekiel. the mount Ezekiel. Yeah. yeah, underneath from a, a bottom position of being mounted does what Kevin had just described of getting this the right like Ezekiel position grabs his own while being mounted. Puts it in, puts it in the rear naked choke crux of the elbow, and just locks that fucker up. Now, I, I don't know about his opponent's grappling prowess. I know he's in the UFC, so he doesn't suck. He knows what it is. He knows how to do it. Okay. Pretty sneaky on the set, but I am gonna call avoidable. I'm going to call okay. anytime you get Ezekiel from Mount, you're in Mount. Anytime you get, you're, I'm going to call fault on the top guy here. Okay. That's bad grappling. I never saw him jolt up. Like, I never saw him try and go up. Uh, somebody asked, they were like, is he claustrophobic? And <laughs> possible. <laughs> um, hey, I think what happened is. We've all been there. We're all claustrophobic. Yeah, dude. Listen, we've all had a claustrophobic happen oh, at least once or twice in our grappling careers. Um, I felt that this was a unique perspective of somebody who, when watching this, asked a very competent question to say, like, maybe it was claustrophobic. I think what happened was this. I think dude was probably in mount and was getting some punches in and was like, yo, I got to mount, so I'm going to chill here and just kind of do one of those, like, those rabbit punches where I just kind of score points. Dude on bottom was like, you know what? I'm going to try this Ezekiel and just see if this guy will fucking respect it. Guy on top is like, okay, cool. I forget I have legs that can maybe help me move. Nope, I'm stuck here. Okay, maybe I should do something. And it's too late. Now it's choking me. And I think maybe, maybe we can say, you know, I don't know if claustrophobic is it, but definitely freaked out to the point where he's just like, all right, I'm going to tap because I'm going to die. Now, Kevin and I were talking about this off air. I know a couple people who do this. David Mitchell has talked about how you can do it from the bottom. And I've seen plenty of people do it from in guard or even from side. And I was mostly pissed because they showed off something that I had workshopped. And I was like, oh, Kevin might actually be susceptible to this. And then they show it to Kevin. And not only do they show it to Kevin, but they make it seem like it's amazingly statistically possible from on bottom. And I'm like, well, that's just not going to happen for me. It's good to throw up. But I think, as Kevin may be alluding to, most high-level grapplers would just be like, um, so I'm just going to move. I'm going to post my knees here and extend my neck away from you, and I'm curious mm. to see how you keep me here. That would have been my... Uh, but we're still talking about it from the grappling context. We're still true. not even talking about from the, like, I punch and kick you. Like, the punching is where I think I got most confused. So, you know, it was a, it was a strange occurrence. Um, I don't see... We'll, I think we'll see a ton of those, but you know that everybody in the MMA community, when they're just like, well, that's some fucked up shit... And uh, did I say, yeah, I think David Mitchell himself also was super pissed because he's like, well, here I thought I created a move that would change the world and then some idiot's doing it. So, Dave, if you're listening to this, sorry, dude. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, you had the same reaction my buddies who do that move, even from being mounted do. And they Fuck. throw it up sometimes even knowing, like, dude, you know what? I just I, I want to see 
how I can do stuff with this. So yeah, I, I feel it's a move that people have in their arsenal and sometimes you can sneak it through and you know, it, but again, having the reason I bring up the Kevin example is because I'm like, Kevin's pretty okay. I mean, he's terrible, but he's my level of terrible. And for him to have mount on me for about a good four minutes and still trying to do that move and no success is like, that's where he has all the advantages. He's literally on mount on me and he's still trying to finish it. And I'm like, eh, for the most part, I'll, I'll be all right. But then reverse that and think like, oh, if I'm on bottom and I'm like, you know what, fuck Kevin, I'm going to get this move. Probably not happening. And then, I think Kevin would probably be like, so I just kind of extend up and yep, I lost it. All right. Well, shit. It would without question need to have an element of surprise, though. Lord knows. Uh, I'm sure. I've but even if, I, even if there is an element of surprise, Kev, I'm still at least willing to concede like at a certain point you just kind of go. Yeah, maybe if I try and move a little bit, I'll get out of this. Should I move my so, neck right. away from his? Maybe I should. <laughs> maybe I should like see if my body can move away from his since his is attached to the fucking floor and mine has dare nothing you. behind it. How dare you? You don't know that. Um, I would say this. This is uh, So I just saw round one. Joe Lazon looked pretty good, especially at the very yeah. beginning of that fight. Who wins that uh, round, Raph? Who wins that round? It's a tough one. I feel like Joe Lazon did more work, though Marcin Held made it way more competitive toward the second half of them. If I'm just saying some stuff. Uh, I completely agree with everything you just said. All right. But second round. Almost knocks him out. Really close in that first round. Ooh, Marcin Held with this really fucking sweet ass fucking spinning roundhouse kick. This is a great way to start off. All right, so I'm at 440 of the second round. We're counting down. And, uh, you know, I mean. It's uh, it's fun. I mean, uh, now we got Joe Lazon who grabbed this guillotine. Marcin Held's kind of doing some wrestling, gets secures a pass to side, which against somebody as lanky as fucking Joe Lazon is very difficult to do. Yeah, it's impressive. Gets over into half, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go back to my mutedness on this. But so far, I mean, I'm enjoying the fight. Yeah, I'm and Marcin's to see got some grappling skills, doesn't he? Like, that guy's fucking mm-hmm. quick. Don't forget, he, dude, that's the guy. That's the guy what? That's the guy who grappled with Gary. He's a leg lock specialist unto himself. And right now he has Joe Lazon's back, which, again, Joe Lazon is a fucking great grappler unto himself. So if you can put a great grappler like him in danger, you're not so bad yourself. Right. <laughs> and a ripped youngin who took his first fight at 16, I found out during the uh, broadcast. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm so tired of those Polish kids and their stories. Or whatever you are. Listen, dude, here in 16, you know what happens? You're supposed to drive a car. That's about it. That's the most significant thing. Maybe you go to the winter prom, but those are the two fucking things you do. Chase some girls. Have a disappointing JV basketball season. You know? Achieve. A little, little, too, little too real there, Kev? I'm just throwing out. I thought we were. Okay, I'm just, I'm just I, I didn't know if that was a little too close for home for you. I, did, I was a little confused there. I, I feel fine with Coach O'Neill's decision. I don't think he was okay. uh, rushing the gun with some other people. I do feel somewhat bad for you because I feel like you're tall enough where you have to be good at basketball. Uh, yeah, I was a point guard. I was, I was good. I was good enough. Sure. Okay. We are in the middle of what is the beginning of the UFC schedule. And this one, by the way, I'm actually going to give them some credit, but why do they go counter to the playoffs? Because I didn't tune it in until the Lozon fight because, you know, the Chiefs were playing. 
because they well first of all they i don't think they took into consideration whether it was going to knock it out but even when the chiefs uh football game did end the fight between bj penn and uh yara rodriguez didn't go on until like pretty significantly after almost like 45 minutes yeah after the conclusion of of the the playoff game but the idea is they want maximum exposure and if I recall, I remember that Conor McGregor thing. Like it did huge numbers. I remember when he jumped up on the cage, he pointed over, and he still wasn't quite the like force that he was just yet. He was building, and I I think I remember that put him over just in terms of a regular layman's person's perspective. Like we may have known who he was and thought he was impressive, and he was building a career. But he had the exposure of three million people who saw this weird little Irish dude jumping up on a cage, jumping over it, and then pointing like a madman at Jose Aldo. And then people were like, I like that guy. Who is and that? thus, he became him. Yeah, that's why I saw yeah. Patriots fans enjoy him. Ugh, you know, Patriots by the way, Alexi Olenek, whom performed mm-hmm. the out of nowhere... <laughs> out of nowhere Ezekiel on Vitor Pesta was the only submission of the Fox Sports 1 prelims I believe that and speaking of submission man uh, with one minute left to go in the second round I just I love the way Lazan goes for these arm bars and uh, much respect even to Marcin Held who's not even batting an eye at it. It just gets out of it very easily, gets back into guard. Like, I love when I see people do that transition in the armbar where they're just like, they still have it and they're able to take those four or five different ways of doing it from guard. It's like the way that they tell you to do the warm-up drill in class where, like, everybody drill 30 armbars from guard. Mm-hmm. And you'll see people and you go, this will never work for me. And then you see, like, 12 other people do it and you go, well... Listen, don't, it's not a show off. Nobody needs to be a hero here. I, I guess I could give it a try. <laughs> and I guess after the end of the second round, I was like, you know, I thought Marcin Held kind of won that round. I thought he was in control of the fight. Yeah. I thought he it sucks because the top game. It, on the top game, sure. It's a little more muted of one, I would think, just in terms of, Doesn't let's do much, say. Right? Like, he's yeah. there. It's just no one's ever... Almost losing the fight. But then let's also be real. Like Joe Lazan is, you know, I mean, making some good strides on the grappling. I think um, especially toward the end, he was trying to make that statement. But yeah. grappling is always that weird X factor. Yeah, you don't know how judge judges score that. So, <laughs> you know, that that arm bar that he was setting up, I, I was like, that's, that's pretty good. Marcin's probably not going to get caught by it. But I agree. Call I that the armbar he tried in the guillotine were an interesting. I was like, okay, well he's he's not getting his ass yeah. kicked in this fight. Yeah, the guillotine was a little less for me, but that armbar was just kind of like Marcin did all the right things to get out of it, but that's still it still had a little bit of bend to it. So all right, I could see that a little it's bit more. A fair all argument right. that you're not guillotining Marcin Held. It's just not going to happen. I mean, listen, I Walls don't think I'm guillotining not most people. All right, so I'm now saying, we're seeing here. Marcin Held isn't most people, fortunately, either. And, uh, let's also talk about this right now. So I'm in the third round, uh, 30 seconds into it. There's an exchange between the two. It looks like Marcin's coming out strong in this third round. So I'll, I'll go there with him. I'll, I'll see that. Um, but it's not like Joe's like not responding. I think Joe understands he's probably getting the best of him. I do wonder this because you never know what's quite inside of 
a fighter's mind. And a lot of them play the poker game. I'm not going to name names. Bisping, where they don't reveal their full hand. Like Bisping's never admitted he lost a fight that he didn't actually win. Though a couple of us have seen some fights where we're like, I don't know about that one. So I do wonder with Joe Lazan if he's ooh, that's a nice pop that he just did right there. I think that was with his right hand. Uh, part of me wonders with Joe Lazan, maybe he feels like he loses those first exchanges in that like thirty seconds, comes back, does a great performance, and it like still gets caught up in that. So when they interview him after, he's just like, "Yeah, I fucking lost that," you know. Like I, I wonder how much that weighs into that overall uh, sort of response that you have just when they interview seconds after the match. And I think what you're alluding to is that perhaps his post-fight feelings don't match what we're seeing. Uh, we'll also throw some shout-outs. Ben Saunders from Tough mm-hmm. way back, 16. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It was like the first Tough I, I ever watched was Ben Saunders was on it. A long time ago. Well. Wins via decision over Court McGee, mm-hmm. but that's a good win. Yep. He's no slouch. Sergio Pettis fighting on a brotherless card <laughs> is able to secure the decision. He looked sharp. I liked watching his fight. Didn't I was happy see. for him. It was I, good. I was busy watching uh, Alex. I know your Chiefs. Yeah, Tyreek I know. Hill again, listen, Kev. Your Chiefs have have uh, you know they're out, but they went out valiantly, and by valiantly, I mean like eh, you know it could have been better. Could have been better. They weren't that great a team. They just didn't have sure. much of an offense. And that's going to catch up to you eventually. Sure. And you won like a baseball thing a while back ago. So you're good. Right. Who could ask for more? We've also. I'll scroll through these. Draw car close. Defeats Devin Powell. Yeah. Not a real sure. name. No. And Tankino wins via decision. Mr. Yes. Barza. We get a jujitsu winner here. About time. Uh, we already talked about Alexi, but mm-hmm. Tony Martin beats Alex White in the most standard American name bout. So that's pretty good. How are you feeling about the match you're watching? Are you seeing a one-sided beatdown? Um, no, I mean I'm seeing a pretty even contest yeah, that I could kind of see. I could make some like. I mean, let's put it this way. I've got a minute 15 left in this fight. Um, I've seen Marcin Held uh, push the action right now. I mean, it looks like Lazan is trying to make a statement between the two. Marcin's doing some great counterpunching. Goes in for a takedown. Gets it. Maybe this is where he feels a little bit underneath. But this is where I think Joe's trying to like at least work from guard, which he's very active from his guard. I think maybe he's worried about this pass that's happening where he, he then puts him back into guard. So, it, like, a lot of it, it's it's got a weird middle ground of, like, yeah, dude, it's close, but I don't know how bad you have to feel about what you did. I think we're, He took you down, and he's not really doing much to, like, pepper as, the shots. As you round third, I'll give a shout-out to the UFC Fight Pass prelims we haven't seen, or I haven't seen. Sure, go on. Uh, Ansaroff submits... Jones LeBarger. Walt yeah. Harris KOs Chase Sherman. Joachim Christensen T 
TKO's Bojan Mihovic. This fight had some very serious. This had, this fight had a lot of immigrants. Dmitry Smolikivov gets TKO'd by Cyril Asker. Cyril Asker. And Raph. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Say that name one more time. Cyril Asker. Asker? I hardly know her. As you slide into home. All right, we're done here. So, listen, I get this. I understand. I could totally make the case that Marcin Held won that fight, and I'm okay with that. I would also basically venture to say, uh, you know, he won that with a lot of takedowns, which, cool. Um, I think that's the big uh, difference between the two. Um, I thought in exchanges, Joe looked fine. I'm pretty sure that Joe is speaking from the heart when he says, you know, he basically neutralized him better. If I'm taking a guess, I'm not even at the speech yet. So I'm, I'm vaguely ready to pay attention to that, but I'm not, I'm not going to lose sleep over this one. I'm not going to stake my claim and I want to see the reaction. So now I'm at the judge's decision. I, Oh yeah. The, the shaking of head of nah. And Marcin's like, holding his head all right you say some words i'm gonna hear this so that we don't uh get sued for copyright as i mute my what mic he's listening to is lozon then go into a pretty serious tirade about how he won the fights and we're starting to get into our uh ending coverage here of ufc fight night but lozon came up and said 100 i lost that fight here's what i'm gonna pose to raf as he comes back and what i think the fight ultimately boils down to who came closest to winning it. I think that was Lozon. I think the closest person to ending this fight was Lozon in the first round with elbow strikes uh, that put a real shot on held and I think stuck in the judge's memory. And, you know, when you see somebody almost get knocked out, you start thinking, well, maybe they're grappling and trying to do these takedowns because they don't want to exchange. They're hurt. They don't want to be a part of it. And that, that'll shape your thinking. I don't understand why Lozon would come out so fervently to say, uh, right. what? 100%? I lost that fight. It's like, uh, no, not 100%. You, you might again, have lost okay, that fight. You my, crazy win that fight. Raph, your thoughts. My feel is pretty on point of what I was posing before. So I had kind of proposed the idea that I was like, you know what? He's going to feel like he lost those takedowns. And that because he couldn't implement anything, he should lose the fight in his brain, which I think some people would actually very much agree to. I got texts on the way that I'm part of a chain of people who who talk about UFC fights every once in a while. And the worst is if they're watching the fights and I'm not. So I have to play a little bit of catch up. So I get here and I go, all right, let's see how this fight goes. And they're like, oh, those takedowns are the difference. And I'm like, I can understand how that works. But for Joe Lazon to just be like, 100% disagree. And it's like, okay, dude, a really upstanding thing. Totally cool. You feel because he neutralized you. That negates maybe some shots he took. I need to take a look at the stats. So I may call those up in a second. But yeah, it's really not going to lose a ton of sleep. Classy, I guess. Necessary? Eh, you know. Yeah. Let's see. Joe Lazan. But he sure did. And you, I want to point this out to people. I've never spelled his name right. So if you ever see me tweet out his name and I don't spell it right, listen. Come on. 
you try and spell you really- it when it matters. Fight measure, yeah. I mean, I don't listen. I, if I tag him on something, maybe. I'm staring but at it right never- now, so I won't fuck it up. But let me see. Okay. Go ahead. I've got a win here. All right. Here are some st- significant strikes to go over. All right. I've got Joe Lazan in the red. Marcin Held in the blue. Okay. <laughs> Significant strikes per round. Here's where I think it's going to get a little weary for people. In round one, they had 15 of 33. Okay? Okay. 15 of 33 to 6 of 27. Uh, for Joe Lazon. In round two, Joe Lazon had zero significant strikes to two out of ten <laughs> for Marcin Held, which is a great thing to be like, how many significant strikes did you have in that round? Oh, none. None at all. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hit. No, not at all. Uh, round three, Joe Lazon had five out of 23 to 15 out of 41 for... Uh, Marcin held. So okay, all right, we can we can make the thing. Maybe it's that first round that speaks a little bit more on Joe's uh, mind, where he's like, "All right, I won round one pretty easily. Two and three, maybe he's thinking went over to Marcin held, and that he just doesn't feel good." But like, let's be very clear about something: zero to two in a significant strike off. Is I mean we're not talking like a hundred to zero. Wasn't a big difference. I mean, no. and even five to fifteen is like all right. I guess you could make the argument that Marcin Held had the better of him on the striking in the third round, and yeah, he was probably getting the takedown. So I guess statistically you can make a great argument, but I don't. I don't care. I just whatever. <laughs> I I don't feel strongly, and I'll tell you who doesn't feel strongly either. Joe Lozon's win bonus. That thing feels great about the decision. And he should stop and focus on what's important, that he fights for money. I'm just going to throw that out there. Raph, yeah. would you like to put any proclamations, any endpoints on the UFC fight night, Rodriguez versus Penn? No. Ezekiel, that's probably what we're going to talk about because I think we're all going to selectively forget BJ fought on this one. And it's going to feel good for all of us when we do. Can't wait to see him in grappling. Yeah. Raph, a topic we have <laughs> not given the justice it deserves, but I'm actually going to give him some props. I've been impressed by his exit from the UFC. I'm talking about Michael. Mm-hmm. Mm. What is going on with the Goldie series? We don't know. We don't know where he's headed next. The man's got options. He's got some credentials. He obviously was good at his job he wasn't bob costas i mean he was he showed up at his job he has he missed like one ufc i think in that time bowed out very gracefully also he hasn't Mm -hmm. sold them out he hasn't given any i don't know what the non-disclosure clause he signed or the money given but out on the outs i've been impressed by how it's gone i am definitely not wanting jim rome to replace him i'll tell you that right now (laughs) That's the word on the street. That guy's an asshole. I'm not your friend kind of an asshole. Like a goatee, way too late sort of an asshole. 
I I will say, like I don't mind Jim Rome. I I find that if he exists in his own realm, he's fine. I've listened to his show. I get what he does. He's definitely the right person for AM radio. Who's just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and say something what that I feel, and you assholes, you can chime in. You guys can come off for the smack off, and we're just gonna talk about it. I'm gonna use my bro voice. Fine. How much I think he's learned about MMA, like he's talked with Chael. He has been one of those people who has been very, uh, I guess, uh, encouraging by just the amount of people he's talked to. That's always great, especially when not a lot of people were doing that at the very beginning of uh, MMA. So, okay, we can give him that. I just feel it's a different skill set. And when Dana White says he's got this dream team in mind of two people, I hope he doesn't mean him. But yet there are people who are reporting it like it's fact and fake news, whatever. I get it. But they're trying to say that he he's the guy. So I hope he's not. But let's like not pass over the fact that there was something dirty that happened to Mike Goldberg. And we felt it was dirty, but we couldn't prove it. But then we got one little sliver of, of something. Because part of me was thinking, I was like, maybe Goldie's just modest enough where he'd say – I don't need a big send-off. I don't need anything major. And then his son, and I think his wife, responded. And they were like, my dad worked for you for 20 years, and you couldn't give him a video package or a send-off? Which then makes me think, maybe it wasn't the nicest of firings. Yeah. And that bummed me out. And 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 let's be honest, guys. I mean, was Goldie like the best person in the world at doing all of this? No, but he was passionate. He loved it. He was easy for us to mock, so that was great. We appreciated that, um, especially you know. I mean, like I remember back in like 2006 when people were like, "Oh, he's terrible," and I was like, "Yeah, I know." But I I remember joking once. I was like, "I think the only reason he still has a job is because he." gets paid to essentially say the the phrase and it's all over. <laughs> and I thought it was like, yeah, I think he's just there to kind of walk us through the ends and outs. But I mean, the hard part was when people start saying they're like, oh, I want to see him replaced. I'm like, eh, he's just kind of there. So yeah, we could be in a new era and it could be somebody fascinatingly great, but I'm nervous about who they're thinking. And I think it's important to voice that because as we heard tonight, and Kevin's being nice to Anik and Daniel Cormier. But Daniel Cormier, I think at one point with the Yar Red Rodriguez, was saying something to the effect of, my wife caught this as well. Like, she actually stopped <laughs> in the middle of watching it and just goes, uh, Daniel Cormier, he goes, you know, now that uh, people are really starting to listen to Yar Yair, because he's now starting to learn more English. They're really getting a, a better understanding of who he is. And it was like, oh, God. Really? This is the commentary we're getting? <laughs> like, maybe you would just watch him in a fucking fight and you'd get a better impression of who he is. Yeah, dude, I'm pretty sure that dude's winning us over with his English-speaking skills. They were That's the one thing everybody's going to take away from tonight. They're going to be like, ooh, forget his speed. Forget his domination of BJ Penn. Look at his fucking sexual use of the English language. Ugh. 
It's almost like they weren't listening at all, and all they saw was that scruffy beard. That's, <laughs> and that's our point. Goldberg could have done that. Like, come on, guys. Let's think about it. But Bellator is in for a great new announcer. Can't wait. I'm sure he's going to sign for more money. That's my guess. I just I have, a, I have a request, which is this. I would love somebody who's enthusiastic about the fight world, but I want a broadcaster. It's kind of my same rule with the Oscars where, you know, when they say like, oh, Hugh Jackman's going to host the Oscars. I'm like, I don't care. And they're like, why? I was like, because I want a comedian to do it. And they're like, why? And I go, because comedians work great off the cuff. It's the same thing with broadcasters and sports like this. Because a lot of times everybody's trying to prove that they're a fight genius. Like Joe Rogan is the best at doing it. And there's a reason for it is because – he doesn't have to compete with somebody else the whole time to say, I know this more than you. I know this more than you. And when it becomes this weird contest of who knows more, I don't feel it really gives you an enhanced experience. I thought that's part of the reason why him and Goldie work is because Joe would famously say, "Is like, do you guys really think Goldie's that dumb? Like he asked the questions to set me up. So whoever it is. I just want them to be a good broadcaster because I'll tell you something. If Joe Rogan is left to do the station IDs, it's just not going to happen. He's not going to be the one to say like, hey, uh, welcome to tuning in to UFC, UFC on Fox. Fox. Fuck these guys. I don't know. Smoke weed every day. Joe Rogan podcast. All night. Day, train by day. All night. All day. Every day. That's funny. Uh, we have great news. In the ultimate fighter front. Yeah. Cody Garbrandt, current champion of the 145ers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're good. Is coaching the ultimate fighter alongside TJ Dillashaw from Elevation Fight Team here in Denver, Colorado. Raph, I'm excited about that. I'll watch. I'm going to watch this one. I'm in. Are you? I am. I'm trying. I'm going to talk. I've got some. I'm definitely going to make the point that I'm watching and hope that words turn into action. You do know. I was thinking about this when I, I got home from driving back from my dad today. I start walking up the stairs to my place and I go, why? You know, we say this every fucking time with the ultimate fighter. It's like they fixed it. We're going to watch. We promise it's better. And really what it means is it's good enough to watch for three episodes and then tell me who wins. We'll so see. I do wonder if that's the case because here's my, my biggest issue with these two people in particular. It's not like a Dominic Cruz where you're going to have a war of words that's going to be super memorable. You're going to have two people with kind of fiery-ish tempers who are probably going to if I'm guessing, and I don't know anything, guys. I don't think they filmed anything. I don't. I, maybe they have. I don't know. But I think they're gonna like get over on each other in a fight over like hair product, like something the most inane thing that you can think of. They're gonna manufacture some nonsensical drama where they're gonna be like, "Dude, I can't believe you use crew." Everybody knows. I'm a promade man and I'm going to be a dapper Dan for life. I'm like, Oh God, are they going to fight about the dumbest thing ever? All right. Anyway, that's my prediction. Well, <sighs> I, I couldn't agree more with you. Obviously there's definitely going to be a hair fight 
up in this bitch. And I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, I think that's uh, probably going to be good for whoever's sponsoring it, <laughs> whether that's, uh, you know, Dove. They've got a lot of men's product. There's a lot that could be in charge of it. I'm excited to see. It. They always, like, bring in a new crop of fighters. It'll be fun to see how they do that part. And that'll be the interesting. Oh, the, yeah. I always I always hope we get the good exposure for those people. So, true. And you never know. Maybe one of us will watch it enough to be inspired to do a little The Ultimate Fighter review. Just for the casual mm, fans. We'll, uh, listen. It's that a shit's big too we'll much see. work. We'll see. We'll see. It's obviously a huge we'll see. But I like to stay positive. Mm. You know how I feel about this. Fair. And... I mean, I think that's going to do it for us tonight here at some verbal tap. We'll get into some shout outs because the first shout out has to go to me asking you about this effing seminar you went to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Would you like to elaborate on who you got some very good training from? Sure. Um. You guys may have heard of these guys. They're um, they're they're okay. They're okay what they do. Um, they're two brothers. Um, their last name is Hayden. One is named Josh. One is named Jason. Uh, my favorite thing. So I did an interview with them after it was all said and done. And by the way, we did the interview at like Jesus, like three a.m. and we still had people tune in. So that's a true credit to how much you guys love the Hayden brothers. But um. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, at one point I looked at them and they were messing with me at the very beginning. And they go, I was like, hey, what's your name? And I asked this to Jason. And Jason goes, my name's Josh. And I go, Josh, you know, what's your name? And he goes, my name's Jason. And somebody on the comment section goes, wow, that interview really didn't know the difference between who those two people were. Good work. You were you were bamboozled, my friend. We Once got you. again, I I really do applaud the fact checking police for the. You know, I'm sorry, Kev. Kev that's a I'm so sorry. I did it's not. Just, I did not. That's a stretch. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. Rap. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, no, the brothers. Uh, first of all, they came down to do a fantastic seminar. They did a little bit of their eighty twenty system that I've been kind of drilling and working on. But not only did they do the eighty twenty system, they also we're showing us some of the new stuff that they're working on which is so fucking awesome and then they offered to roll with everybody who was there which i thought was badass so they're like yeah we're gonna roll until we roll with everybody who wants to roll with us and when they did it was so fucking cool and kev it's it's about as rough as you think it would be uh, okay good because it was seem, uh, it was uh woo. I uh, I don't know, man. I I felt like the whole time I'm rolling with them, I was just like, ha, okay, okay, okay." And I have to say this because, okay, this is huge news. So I was rolling with somebody, and I think Josh took off a round. And before he rolled with me, he was watching somebody roll with me who was giving me some trouble, and he was just taking notes. I think this is unfair. I couldn't agree more, by the way. It was like figuring out all my weaknesses in a way that I was like, wait, no, 
no, you're like, I'm already bad. I don't need you to do more research. That just helps someone like you who knows what to do even more. So I'll be damned. Literally the second Josh is starting to roll with me, he is implementing and trying to replicate what the guy was doing. And I was just like, no, this is fucking murder. You're committing a murder. I'd like to report a murder. Not cool, Florida guy. Uh, (laughs) So, so Josh was there. uh, And then Jason also, I mean, is just terrible beast. So imagine being like, all right, I'll take the big one. And then like the little one happens next and you go like, they're just so fucking good. So they had some great roles. Um, you know, I can't recommend them enough. They're apparently doing like 20 more cities, I think, on a, a seminar tour. So uh, you guys are going to want to keep a lookout for that because they're looking to go around to your town. I know they're going to like Dallas pretty soon. Um, they have a few more that are kind of in the works. I think Louisiana, different places like that. So keep an eye and ear out for them. And if you do want a seminar with them, get in contact with them. I mean, you can hit up Josh Hayden and Jason Hayden on uh, Instagram, on facebook all that sort of stuff so i know they're starting to make the rounds and and try and spread it and everybody who took their seminar was so happy and uh that is something i I really pride ourselves on so we're already looking at some other new uh seminars that we're going to do over at the la jiu-jitsu club but i want to clue you guys into that if you are not in the los angeles area and you are looking for having the hayden brothers come to visit you get in contact with them you will not regret their seminar experience so, yeah, I guess that'll, that'll thrust me into some more shout-outs. And I also want to thank Jason and Josh for being fucking champions and not only doing that, but then after eating, coming back to do a podcast with me because we did it till all ends of the night and we did an hour show. And if you guys haven't seen it yet, go look at it on our uh, Facebook page. It is, it is a really fun interview. Those guys are so funny. And uh, we get some good insight to that. And I want to thank everybody who came. Thank you guys so, so much. So many great people. And it was great catching up with so many of you guys. Um, Let's talk about Valley Martial Arts Center. Be back. Great training out there this week. Um, Got to hang with my buddy Hassan. Get him to give me some good instruction this week. And, uh, you know, always good training there. I'm looking forward to getting back there sometime this week. Uh, Maybe tomorrow night. We'll see where I'm at. And then uh, let's go ahead and shout out um, – well, let's shout out the guys, Eric and Joey. Great stuff as always at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. But let's also shout out our friends. Octavio went to go compete today at Grappling X Tournament, did really great stuff. And uh, my buddy Drew, I believe, took second in his division to another 10th Planet Killer. But uh, Drew Murillo, he is a fucking beast. If you guys are looking for great private seminars who can help you elevate your leg lock game, you're going to want to get in touch with Drew Murillo. He is awesome. And uh, I just saw a clip of him hitting a toll that was nasty. Um, and I also want to thank the guys with the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. They opened up the place for me and my cousin Marty to train this week. So it was great to see my cousin Marty. Um, Cavi says to give you his best as well. Marty. And uh, we had some great training. Dude, just really, really good stuff. So I want to shout out those folks. And um, before I forget, I also want to go ahead and shout out like Cole Franson who came through for the seminar. Um, everybody who helped put it together. Uh, it was a mad fucking crazy weekend. But it all came together and it was uh, – it's one that we won't forget anytime soon. So keep on the lookout for more seminars coming through from the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. Uh, we will announce them on here. And if you guys are looking for a place to compete, I believe it is February 
11th? Is it 11th or 18th? No, I think it's the 18th. They're doing another whiteout tournament um, at Valley Martial Arts Center. You guys, to find out more about that, you can go to valleymac.com. If you guys have some white belts that you know want to get in a good tournament experience, we pride ourselves on the ability to get in and get out in a short amount of time but have a good competitive experience. So that is another whiteout competition. So for white belts or you know some or you have some that you basically instruct or you are one, do it. It's fun. There you go. And you're not wrong. There's also a fight on February 11th. The fight to win tournament is here in Colorado. So Nice. I just like to jump on the side. Are you all set? Are you... Uh, I mean, I'll also shout out Joey. I know I shouted him out earlier, but he was a guest on my uh, talk show uh, early late night. And uh, we had a good time. A lot of you guys tuned in. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, But we're going to be doing more early late nights. I'm going to be taking it on the road. So you guys are going to get introduced to a whole bunch of new, fun, great people who I know in the comedy world who are going to be stopping in to uh, chat some, some comedy politics topical news uh you know you name it we kind of do it all and that will do it for me pretty awesome uh great training back over at the jubera side this week uh keith taught an awesome bump sweep class tuesday went back for some royal beatings throughout the week that uh we were working on some really cool scissor sweep aggressions some scissor sweep and some omoplatas so uh big shout out to the crews over there and raf i found out whip bar who is uh, dating ashley who's a very fierce purple belt and fighting on the fight to win pro card listens to this show if you can believe that Ooh. so heard me talking about jubera was like oh hey uh, he teaches and coaches jiu-jitsu over at Dark Horse Academy out here. So another place, uh, you know, there's tons of jiu-jitsu in this Colorado area. We love it, but he comes by all the time. So it's going to be fun to meet him. Want to give him a shout out on the podcast. Awesome. And, you know, 2016, 2017 Chiefs, I thought you really overperformed. I, it's not an easy thing to do it without uh, a top tier talent quarterback they plugged a lot of holes it was impressive stuff i want to uh shout out the the chief season a lot of fun raf it was a ton and that's gonna do it for us here tonight at verbal tap i'm kevin thank you for listening good night and good fight and go see the trail yeah Thank you.